Hey everyone, welcome back. It's JC, the You Made New podcast. We're still in season four and we're up to episode eight. And now we're on trait number eight in our top 10 list of the traits that embody Christ-centered health. What a journey this has been. Guys, I have to tell you, this one has been the hardest one yet for me. I don't know what I was expecting with this season, but I think it was like, oh, you know, we'll just cover little traits and we'll just talk about them and it'll be great. And I had to dig deep on this one and I didn't really go into it thinking that, but every time I'd settle on a trait and be like, okay, that's the one that's what we're going to talk about. After a few days, I'd be like, no, that's not quite it. For instance, I started on this one with vulnerability. I really felt strongly about that had to be on our list. Um, being open, authentic, real, vulnerable. Um, but the more I studied vulnerability, and I'll talk more about this, the more it just didn't quite sit right as enough of a term for, for what I wanted to capture. So then I moved on for a few days to the idea of self-honesty. We were going to call it self-honesty. Being real with yourself about what's going on, all of it. And I, I liked that for a while, but guys, I still couldn't feel settled. And so the past 48 hours, especially have just been a lot of digging. Like, what is this one? What is the word or the phrase that will capture it in a way that, that sums it up the way I want to. And I was doing some research and I came across some Brene Brown stuff Um, Her TED Talk, specifically, The Power of Vulnerability. She's done some really powerful work on this. And she used a phrase that I finally went, yep, that's it. It's like the spirit just went, boom, neon, there it is. Her phrase was the courage to be imperfect. The courage to be imperfect. To me, that was a little deeper than just vulnerability or self-honesty or openness, authenticity. It's the outright courage to be imperfect. And why is that? Why was that so huge for me? Well, let's just start right off from the beginning. We have acknowledged all along our culture says health is about perfection, not imperfection. A state of health is reaching a state of perfection, according to the voices in our culture. A perfect weight, a perfect size, perfect abs, perfect skin. You know, perfect diet, everything all tied up in a little little package with a nice big red bow on it. It's perfect. And that's a pretty tough image to live up to. And so what happens is, and Brene Brown did some, some work with this. I was really fascinated as I was thinking about this. In our health world today, the standard is perfection and we can't reach it. I mean, obviously, right? So what is the message then? The message is, well, then hide your imperfections. Cover them up. Um, Brene calls it armoring up. Don't show your vulnerability. Don't show weakness. Don't show imperfection. Armor up. And so she was giving a list of some ways that we armor up is what she calls it. I mean, we try to perfect. Try to cover. Think about what we do just with our body image in terms of covering our imperfection. You use Spanx and makeup and hair color and surgery. And I mean, there's a million ways we can cover that imperfection. Um, I thought of the story of Adam and Eve, how when they felt shame, they ate the fruit, 
They fell, their eyes were opened and immediately washed with that shame. And what did they do? They covered themselves with fig leaves. They ran for fig leaves as quick as they could to reach for anything that would cover up that sense of shame. And then that wasn't even enough. They ran into the trees to hide, to hide it. So our culture is about this crazy dance between telling us we, but we need to be perfect and, and portray an image of that. But then when we can't, the message is don't you dare be vulnerable. Don't show it if you, you aren't. Cover it up. Now, again, I, I mean, this is, this is complicated because I'm not saying never wear makeup, never color your hair. It's all vain. It's all fig leaves. It's all armoring up. Just if to be have the courage to be imperfect like we're talking about today, just let it all hang out. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. There is a balance here. Let me just say from the beginning in caring for our body and beautifying our body in a way that respects our temple. We've talked a lot about that. But in Christ-centered health, there has to be some courage to show imperfection. To not have to hold such a tight grip on the control and the need to never let anyone see our weakness or imperfection or whatever. There's got to be peace because we are mortal. We're never going to get this thing so perfectly together that we're at peace through that. If we think peace is only going to come to us by chasing it and finally finding it through enough surgery, enough makeup, enough, you know, get the right haircut, the right hair color. Oh, if I could just find the right clothes, if I could just find the right diet that would make my body fit that image. We've talked so much about this. That's never going to be a journey that's going to take us anywhere, right? We've talked about that. So there is, in addition to caring for our health, respecting our body, doesn't mean we can't take care of ourselves, but acknowledging some imperfection and having the courage to live that out. Let me just give you a dumb example that actually maybe it's not so dumb. Guys, this has been a battle for me and I've had to really, really wrestle with this. As I began to kind of put myself out there more, start a podcast, create online classes, start a YouTube channel, a lot of it was done on video, which is all about, do I look good for video? (laughs) And here's the thing. In fact, it's been really funny with some of my online classes. There are just days I will look back at that video that I just recorded and be like, seriously? Like my hair looked like that? Did I even look in the mirror? (laughs) I, I have things <clears throat> on almost every video that I record or every podcast. If I go back and listen to it, there's something in almost every one that kind of bugs me. Like a hair going crazy out of place or I maybe had a, a cyst that day, a blemish that day. Or maybe I had a way of expressing myself in the podcast that was like, why did I stay it like that? I noticed one the other day, I was kind of reviewing it. And I, in that podcast, I was repeating this phrase again and again. I just used it over and over. I probably do that a lot. But here's the thing that I soon began to realize. At first, I was like, oh, I have to record all these. I have, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. It was driving me crazy. There was no good enough. I, I had to embrace my imperfection and, and have the courage to just put myself out there with the imperfection. I mean, I wasn't going on video with no makeup and just in my jammies and being like, this is what it is. No, I would try to prepare myself the best I could to, 
you know, I would get ready for the video, but then when it was done and recorded, I mean, occasionally I'll reshoot things if, if the spirit is kind of going, you know what, let's try that again. But if there's some imperfections, I have had to fight for the courage to just be like, you know what? No, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. It's scary, isn't it? It is incredibly difficult because here's the first rule of our culture. You put yourself out there in your imperfection and you will be ridiculed, (laughs) made fun of, called out, maybe even rejected, embarrassed. I mean, we've all felt that and that pain is tough. And so that's a lot of the reason why we armor up, why we grab for fig leaves, whatever they may look like and try to cover our imperfection. It's because, man... If I show this, it's not just the shame of it. There's some shame attached to imperfection in our culture. It's also that I'll be mocked. I'll be criticized. I can't put that out there. And boy, part of the journey to mental health for me, to a place of body image health, all of this is is realizing, as Brene said, uh, it's embracing the courage to be imperfect. I'm just putting it out there anyway. Thankfully, because this is a Christ-centered journey and because I can say he's with me, he can minimize the pain if there is some shame or imperfection. This is what humanness looks like. And I'm going to be real about my humanness. What good do I do anybody if I try to maintain an image of perfection on my podcast or my videos or whatever or any of us with anything we do when we put ourselves out there? What good do we do if we try to maintain an image on our Instagram when everybody else is just going to feel shame then by comparison, by all the filtered perfect images that I put out there? Oh man, it doesn't reach others with the message that Christ can heal. It's just intimidating. It's just going to shut people down, right? But if I can go out there in my imperfection, maybe a few others will say, oh man, me too. Me too. I so relate to that. It's been a difficult journey, but it's the place of peace for me to have that courage to be imperfect. It, it has come from him. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We will talk about that in a minute, how we get that courage. But we need to talk about a second layer to this that I've thought a lot about. It's not just the courage to be authentic and real and open with who we are with others, whether that's on social media or with our family, whether it's answering, answering the door to the UPS guy without our makeup on. Maybe it's little steps like that. However that looks for you in embracing your imperfection and being okay with going to Walmart in your jammies every once in a while if you have to. Or you know what I mean, whatever that looks like. The deeper level for me as I thought about this, that's I think even more important, is not just it presenting, willing, willing to be vulnerable in my presentation to others and how they see me. But it's also the courage to embrace my own imperfections in my mind with myself, like deep in my head. It's a willingness to embrace my own baggage. Boy, there's a lot around this with diet, right? And body image and food addiction. And I can go deep into denial with all that stuff because I'm not willing to face the imperfection. I'm not willing to face the weakness. And so again, I armor up, but this time I don't do it with makeup. I do it in my head through denial rationalization or through telling myself a story that it's not, I'm not, oh no, it's not that bad. Or we, we did an entire um, episode on the danger of denial in season one. So we've talked about this before, 
But can you see how I'm not going to be able to be vulnerable and real and authentic with others unless I'm first willing to admit (laughs) my stuff in my own head. I mean, the journey to healing that we've been talking about all this time, if I won't even let myself admit that there are things that need to be healed in me, I'm stopped right there. So it's a willingness to be honest with myself, boy, uh, and not remain in denial. Another thing Brene Brown said is, is often, she goes, we don't just deny it or pretend that we don't have weaknesses. She says we numb our vulnerability. One thing she said on, on that video was um, the power of vulnerability. It was her TED Talk. She said, we are the most in-debt, obese, addicted, and medicated adult cohort in U.S. history. We just numb. We may not be in denial. We're just going to numb. We're just not going to face it. We're just going to eat, binge more, right? Because I can't face it. That's too scary. It's too tough. It's too hard. It's too deep. I can't go there. So can you see in Christ-centered health, it has to have this as an aspect, as a part, as a thing on our top 10 list, the courage to be imperfect, to know that deep down, boy, yeah, I'm a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I, I need the Lord in so many ways. And unless I embrace that and, and ex- exercise the courage to look at my weakness and look at my imperfection, my journey stops now. It stops right here. I love what um, Brene says in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Owning our story can be hard, but it's not as difficult as spending our lives running from it, right? Or trying to cover it like fig leaves, whether it's mental gymnastics to try and cover the shame that we feel over our imperfection. And so mentally, we're going through a game of rationalization and denial and pretending and telling ourselves or perfectionism, telling ourselves that... We're not as imperfect. I'm enough. It's good. No, I've got it. It can manifest a lot of different ways. But then also trying to keep up that image with others, not just in my own head, but with others and never let them see. Never let them see. I think the other dangerous thing we can do is as we try to make this whole journey a Christ-centered journey, What we may do with that image of perfection is our culture, in our culture, is we may say, well, yeah, I'll take it to the Lord, but I'm going to ask him to help me model the image. Just help me find the, get to the perfect weight and help me so that my acne goes away and help me so I never feel insecure so that I can maintain that image. No, (laughs) no, he's not about that. He is about us embracing our weakness having the courage to be imperfect and taking it to him, taking it to him. Oh, it applies to our health in so many different ways, doesn't it? But here's what we've got to spend the rest of our time on. How do you get the courage to do that? Especially if you've spent a couple decades covering yourself with as many fig leaves mentally and physically as you possibly can. Covering up the imperfections because that's what your culture has been shouting at you to do. How do you make this kind of shift? Even if we know it's a good thing to do, how do you go into public without makeup if you're completely paralyzed at the thought of it? I mean, how do I talk openly about my sugar addiction when there's so much shame around it or whatever? How do you get beyond 
just this being a nice idea and actually having the, that courage to get there. I think for me, I'm just going to share one idea. I think this is a much bigger discussion, but the, the thing that finally shifted it for me is beginning to understand that the Lord isn't just okay with my weakness and imperfection. He specifically wants me to embrace it. I think sometimes the church has been the one that's saying, here's the image, live up to it, live up to it. And when you're not, you armor up in terms of the church life, even like before the Lord, like we we're ashamed to have him see our imperfection, right? But all of a sudden I went, wait a second, that's not what's in the scriptures. Over and over you see prophets and scriptural writers being totally real about their weakness. Man, Paul, over and over and over, he was raw, honest, vulnerable, authentic that he wasn't all that. I mean, just read Romans 7. And he's like, I, and we've talked about Romans 7 in other episodes. He's just like, why am I doing the things I don't want to do? Why can't I make myself, why am I, oh, wretched man that I am. If that isn't vulnerable, there's scriptures all throughout his epistles where he is saying that again and again and again. I wrote down a few of them. Where are they? First Timothy 1.15. Paul says flat out, Jesus came to save sinners of whom I am chief. I'm the biggest one that needs him. I'm not pretending to be perfect. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, we've used this so much, but I mean, come on. The whole point was getting Paul to see, the Lord getting Paul to see, that his strength is made perfect in weakness. He says, I'm not taking away your weakness. Bring your weakness to me. I shine in your weakness. He's not just okay with us being weak. He wants us to embrace it so then we can come to him and have him empower us to be able to have that courage to live that way. Listen to these comments from, um, it's on desiringgod.org, John Piper's wonderful site. I love John Piper's work. This was an article called Give Your Weakness to God by Stephen Lee. Because Guys, I was digging into this like crazy the last 48 hours. And this hits it for me. This is what he says. To be vulnerable is to be susceptible to being wounded or hurt. In the context of community, vulnerability is opening up about one's humanity. It's to admit that we are not perfect people. We have not arrived. We are broken, unfinished people who live in a world that itself is broken because of the fall. We experience depression, burnout, cancer, sadness, death, grief, disability, disease, relational strife, loneliness, lust, anxiety, and the list goes on. But this is what he says. This is so good. Our story doesn't need to end with brokenness. Redemptive vulnerability. This is the term he's going to use. Redemptive vulnerability. A vulnerability that leads to life is where we share our brokenness in order to display the surpassing power and sufficiency of Christ and the gospel. Vulnerability is not an end in itself. I love that. It's not just a being about being open and real just, just because. It's not an end in itself. Rather, our vulnerability should point us individually and together with other believers to the sufficiency of Jesus. It looks at and hopes in the redemption we have in him. Right? I mean, process that for a minute. <clears throat> This isn't just about showing our stuff, 
just so that other people feel more comfortable because they're a mess too and we can all just be a mess together. It's being out there in our brokenness and then finishing that message with, but God, he is enough. Listen to this last um, paragraph from this article. God intentionally uses weak people to do his best work. When we recognize that we are weak people, we can stop trying to keep up a facade and instead look to the sufficiency and goodness of our God that brings redemption, healing, and comfort to our struggles. So guys, this is twofold. It's the courage to be imperfect in our own minds, with ourselves, no more denial, admitting through the grace of Christ, through humility that we've talked about, through his empowering strength, we can look at the difficult things that exist deep inside of us that need to be changed and healed. We have to acknowledge that and have the courage to face it if we're going to take this journey. It's also about showing that vulnerability with others, not trying to put on a perfect facade, like he said, but being real and open. It's me putting on a podcast when I think the message is generally there, even though the way I said it may not have been perfect. It's just putting it out there anyway. For you, that's going to look a lot of different different ways. But then it's also being very clear every chance we get that he is enough in my vulnerability, that my weakness is made strong in him, 2 Corinthians 12. His grace is sufficient. It's not just about being vulnerable and broken and weak. It's that he is enough for this brokenness. So let me show my brokenness and be honest about it so that I can then say, look how he is healing me. The courage to be imperfect. That's kind of where I think um, I was studying so much Brene Brown. And that's where the gospel takes her work and, and goes even deeper with it. It's knowing he is enough. He is sufficient. And I can show that weakness because then my weakness is going to provide a beautiful frame for his power. So others can see. So others can see what he's done in me and have hope that the same thing can happen to them. All right, my time just went way too fast. Can you see we could almost do a part two of this, but I'm going to keep it simple. I think um, if the Lord wants to really hammer this with you, he'll show you where to study and what to read. And um, it's a big one. And I'm not saying that we can do it overnight to have the courage to do things that terrify us. We need his grace. But at least if we could crack the door open to the idea and begin to ask him to give us this courage, then we're starting off on the right foot. Thanks so much for joining me this week. We have two more and then we're going to take a break and we'll launch into season five at the beginning of 2020. So hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining me.